right. Well, I'm here with the one and only, one of my favorite people in the world. And that's not a joke or just blowing smoke. That is the truth. Chris North. What's up, dude? <laughs> I I actually don't know that I'm the one and only. I The, the know, one I, and only. I really never, <laughs> I've really never done that research. <laughs> so we might have started this out just on a lie, right? On a right lie off, from the beginning? Just, yeah. Which, that's, you know, can only go up from here then. Like, that's what we do know. here on the Kings and Priests podcast is lie. <laughs> um so I'm excited for a couple of reasons. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to have you on the podcast because you have always been, honestly, just um, such a wealth of wisdom for me. Like you're someone that I can oh, talk you. talk stuff out with. And even a couple of weeks ago, I we sat down for a few hours and I just said, "Hey, let me uh, let me tell you everything going on in my life and help <laughs> help me." Um, so I'm, I'm glad excited. that that's how you saw that because I I thought that that was therapy for me. Ah, uh, yeah, it's just hanging out, like, maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, is this another human in real life? Yeah, I'm also excited because you're in LA right now, and you know, I, I am. You you left us here on the West Coast. Um, you left us high and dry in the middle of a pandemic to go to greener pastures. Yeah, the greener pastures of New York City. <laughs> I'm having images of of all of the uh, the Instagram feed of like the what is New York? Yes, or just like rats carrying a briefcase down the street, and it's like yes, greener pastures. Yeah, greener, greener pastures. pastures, of course, exactly. Um, but we live like pretty much in the same neighborhood when when you're in LA. Well, we did live in the same neighborhood. Um, so I don't know, man. I'm just excited. It's true, I'm excited to talk to you. True, it's, it's the uh, best neighborhood in LA. The best neighborhood in LA. Um, so Chris, here's the thing, man, you do a little bit, well, you do a lot of different things. Um, and why don't you just like, you are an executive coach with an incredible company called Novus Global. Uh, you're a film producer. Um, you, man, you've done, you're an investor, I believe. So give me like the quick, yeah. who is Chris North? No, I think you just did. Okay. <laughs> I think that that about sums it up. Those, well, those are all the those are all the things that I'm really excited to be a part of. I think the um, and I want to make it. I you know you and I are going to talk and for a little while and that'll be fun. And I think uh, anytime I do something like this, I think it's I I have like the uh, the end user in mind who's listening to this and how can mm -hmm. make it valuable for them. So if somebody's mm -hmm. listening, they're going like, I don't care. I just like why, <laughs> uh, you know, who is this? Um, and so I really hope that this is valuable to them too. So I, you know, I'll, I'll share as openly and and uh, honestly as possible. Yeah. So, so the uh, I would say that the primary thing that I'm that I'm up to right now in uh, in career wise is definitely executive coaching, uh, and I I have the honor and privilege of of getting to lead alongside of other coaches in that firm, and so it's uh it's the firm is approximately seven years old ish. Uh, I came on, I was a little bit late, uh, maybe the runt of the litter, so to speak. <laughs> and I joined in 2018 and we've been uh, cranking really hard since then. I think the, the firm has doubled in in size at least once or if not twice, maybe three times. I don't, I, it, it's gotten to the point where I quit counting. Um, and uh, why that's important, I think, to even say is just because uh, because of community. Mm -hmm. And while the, uh, while the work is a lot of fun and the clients are amazing and results are, are, are in and all of that. Uh, I think what I really love is that I get to do that alongside other people, uh, rather than just in a vacuum alone. 
hanging out my little first name, last name dot com coach or whatever. <laughs> I get yep. to join all these powerhouses yep. uh, that, quite frankly, scare me. Uh, they they're they're a bit intimidating, and uh, which is probably why I took so long to join, if I'm honest. But uh, finally, finally joined them in 2018, and uh, it has been. A lot of fun, uh, especially in these last probably two, three years, but mm-hmm. definitely or two years, uh, but especially in the last year has been a lot of fun. So that's that's like uh, the main thing that I'm up to. I think that takes the majority of my time uh, working with companies, working with individuals, working with entrepreneurs uh, now primarily working more so on the internal side. Uh, I, I have a lot of clients, obviously, but um, more so working with the coaches on our team to develop and create uh, skill and Mm-hmm. Uh, and train new coaches and and do business development and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's been a lot of fun for me, uh, and that's new. And and I'm still uh, fumbling my way through a lot of that and and getting yeah. it right and getting it wrong and everything in between. So cool. Um, yeah. I want to wanna... film stuff and, y- and yeah, all, yeah, all the all film my stuff. playgrounds. You've done yeah. some tech. You've done some tech investing, right? Did I make that up? A little bit. Yeah, well, no, that may, I mean, it makes me sound a lot cooler than I am. I uh, Somebody came to me with an opportunity about a year and a half ago now, uh, and a good friend of mine and said, hey, there's this there's this tech company starting up, and um, they're doing friends and family round before. It was like the pre-seed mm-hmm. round. Uh, and The ultra risky, the, the ultra, ultra risky round. Yeah, the like, like, I hope you have money to burn type of thing, yeah. and I didn't have a ton, of, uh, but I had just a little bit, and we... And we went in on that together, and that's created some really interesting opportunities and uh, cultivated some relationships that I'm really excited about. Um, so there's that piece, and then, uh, and then, yeah, and then the uh, the other one is the film side. So I own mm-hmm. a, a small film production company, and we do uh, we we're going. <laughs> I actually have a meeting tomorrow. We're going through a bit of a re revamp of that whole thing. I mean, we started that in 2008. No, that's a lie. 2000. 14. We started that in 2014. Okay. That's what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. But in 2008 is when I really decided that I'm like, I want to make movies. I want to move to LA. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was me in 2009. You were a year, you were a year ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, well, I didn't actually make it happen until uh, I didn't, I didn't even get to LA until almost 2011. Okay. And so, um, and then that's a whole story in itself. Uh, I didn't finally start the company until 2014. And, and this might be of, of interest to people listening, especially if there's entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. uh, anybody starting things or running things on the side. Uh, the reason I started that was because nobody would hire me. <laughs> yeah. And and that's just, that's just mm-hmm. the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. I had zero authority or credibility. And I was like, well, who's going who's gonna to hire me to be a producer uh, when I don't know the first thing about, about anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, I did what any idiot would do and started my own company. And said, well, I am, I am a producer now. I, yes. Um, yeah. And, and <laughs> so, the beautiful thing about that is that's, there's not a lot of careers that you can do that. And being a producer is one of those, you know what I mean? Especially in LA, especially in that era where it is just like, Hey, I'm, I, I make movies. I'm, I'm a producer. Let's, let's do it. I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you inevitably get the, uh, the, the, the question of have I have you done anything I've I would have seen you know which is just the just the best got, question the, the the best answer now is like oh, I got a lot of stuff in development I I, I'm, I got right, a lot yes. of stuff that I'm developing um, yes yeah <laughs> yeah so that's what I'm, I've never said that and I wish I would have had it like ten years ago so I I so so right now my guy I have a lot of things in development 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so, you. So, okay. The, here's the thing about about producing, and I know this because I'm, I moved out here and did the same thing. I worked for a independent film producer, um, and he, the thing about being a producer is you literally have to figure out a way to create something from nothing. I mean, it is basically the the um, zero to one type job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about I don't know, like what made you want to do that, and and like what did you learn? in that process? Yeah. Um, small questions like that. Like, what did I learn in that process? Yeah, what did you learn in the whole process of flashbacks? You know? of, <laughs> um, well, I, so what made me want to do that? We'll start with what made me want to do it. I think I was coming off, it was 2008. I had just, uh, I, I had originally played music and I thought I wanted to be in a rock and roll band and tour. And I didn't know uh, that. that. That was about as far. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, it, that, um, didn't work out. Uh, even though I was amazing at, at it, I was, I was so good. Uh, <laughs> uh it was bad luck. So, it was bad luck. It was, yeah, real bad luck. Cause I was probably the best there was. Uh, <laughs> no, basically I was terrible at it and it didn't work out for me. Um, and, uh, and so, but I, but I really did start asking myself the questions, what do I love about music and, and why, why? Why do I love it? And so mm -hmm. the, it's 2008, um, and I started asking myself questions uh, like, what do I love about this? And the, the, the question led me to, um, well, I love that it's collaborative. I love that it's creative, and I love that you put something out into the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I, I had always planned on living in Los Angeles. I don't know why. It was just kind of one of those siren calls mm -hmm. uh, from the time I was young. And, uh, and so I started thinking, you know, I was like, man, what is... I was 20, I think 24 at the time. And I was like, what is in Los Angeles that, that is creative and collaborative and that you actually put a product out into the world? Like you put out like a, like an album or something like that. I was like, what was the equivalent? And apps were, were fairly new at the time. And so I was like thinking like maybe tech or maybe, uh, maybe I can be an app developer or something like this. I mean, the, and, uh, and it was, I was, um, well, this is a, this is a faith podcast, right? <laughs> we can talk yeah. about this stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was sitting and I was reading. Uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever shared this story publicly. So we'll just, um, we'll see if I have a vulnerability hangover in the there we go. morning. <laughs> um, but, uh, I was sitting and I was reading, uh, I think it was Psalm 18 and, uh, I was in a Bible school at the time that I eventually got kicked out of, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, that's a rite of passage uh, for any good, yeah. <laughs> any good Christian that's going to do anything in the world has to get kicked out of a Bible college at some point. Yeah. It, at some point. Um, but I, you know, and God bless them. I actually learned a lot from them. Uh, and, and I don't, it wasn't cause I was necessarily right. Uh, even though I was right, I was really wrong in the way I was going about it. So, mm. so props to them. They probably made the right, the right move for <laughs> my, uh, arrogant 24 year old self. So anyway, I was, I was reading, I was doing the homework, you know, I think it was, we had to read through all of Psalms and memorize and things like that. So I was, I was in Psalm 18 and, uh, and I was watching, I was reading it maybe for the first time and I was, uh, I was reading through and it was, I was, uh, experiencing the scene as if I was watching a movie. And, um, and I said under my breath, I said, I was like, man, somebody needs to make a movie of this. And that was a moment that I will never forget, mm. uh, that in no uncertain terms, I felt the, you do that, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, go for it. Like, yeah, you make movies. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I slowly, uh, 
closed my book and walked over to the window and stared out the window pensively for about an hour going like, my whole life just changed. I know mm. I'm coming to Los Angeles. I know I'm going to be involved in entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I didn't know the first thing <laughs> about any of that. So that was in 2008 and it still was about two and a half or so more years before I even made that move. Um, and then a, probably another two to three years before I ever got on a set for the very first time. And so mm. uh, I was skipping a lot of details there, but that was that was what made me want to get into it. And then then the second question was what I learned. Um, and, and by the way, I've had a um, I don't know if you've heard of these. I, I've had a Zoa Plus energy drink uh, right before. I've never seen this before. What yeah. is that? This is so it's it's called Zoa Plus. It is like a healthy uh, pre-workout. And okay. I'm not planning on working out. I was after about this, to say, are you working out? But tonight? I love, I well, I not not as far as I know. Although, uh, but I just love it. I think it's it's like healthy, healthy I need energy. To, and, I need to check that out, man. I've gotten in the bad habit yeah. of getting. Uh, there's about a, bl a block away from here. There's a gas station that is always stocked up with sugar-free Red Bulls. Oh, and yeah. that is my shameful mid-afternoon. Yeah, we'll you take know. care of that. I'll, you know what? I'll you send me your address and I'll send you a case. I think <laughs> you can pretty much only get them on Amazon right now. Okay. So, uh, um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. So all that to say, if I'm all over the place and have ADD a little bit more and talk more than normal, that's you great. Can just be like Chris, shut I love it up. I love I have it. another question. That's that's great, Dean. Who I usually who I usually do these with, who I who's my co-host. There are many times where I can just see in his face him staring at me, just going like, "Dude, get on with it." I don't know what you're trying yeah. to say, but. But ask the question and let's move on. So yeah, hopefully people are listening to this in double speed, so we can redeem at least to some of their time. Exactly. So. Exactly. So you learned through all of it. What'd you learn? And then I want to get to I want to get to some some more spiritual stuff, and then I want to dig into yeah. what you do for a living and, and all yep. of that. I, I always compare you to Wendy Rhodes from the TV show Billions, which is kind of amazing because <laughs> you haven't seen that show, right? We've talked about this. Before. Oh, I have seen that. show. Oh, you have I, seen yeah. this. Okay. Yeah, I have seen it. I, it was like a, it was like, you know how you have like required reading in school or something. It was like yep. when I when I joined the firm, there was like this subtle undertone of like, watch that show. Got it. Uh, watch it. Wasn't watch it. it wasn't required, but it was it was definitely <laughs> like everybody was talking about it, and I felt left out. So I watched yep. season one. Okay, yeah, I'm very Wendy Rhodes ish. Uh, okay. only for many companies. That's, yes, exactly. That's kind of the way it goes. Okay, so you're in LA. You sort of like, you kind of just through. I don't know, like white knuckled and hard worked your way into being a producer. Um, yeah, I, I, we could we could say that. I I think I want to I'm going to tell honest stories. Maybe for the first time is uh, I I did not white knuckle and and work my way okay. into being a producer. I okay. Uh, um, I white knuckled and worked uh, when the opportunities were there, and I but I I almost like I want to give credit where it's due, which is like mm -hmm. I'll I'll take some of it. Uh, and then like, if I'm honest, it was like lots of prayer, lots <laughs> of prayerful, mm -hmm. uh, like this is, this is really like, I have to, to just be honest with it. I mean, we would, uh, you know, one of my best friends, CJ is probably in the next room right now. Uh, we're hanging out later tonight and, and, uh, we would do walks. Um, and at the time, at the time I was, uh, like, let's say I want to, I want to use the word homeless, uh, carefully, but like, uh, cause I had. I never slept outside. Right. Um, and, um, you know, but I lived in my car for quite a while. Uh, I lived on a boat. That was an interesting story. 
uh, basically couldn't afford an actual place to live. And, and, uh, so he and I, and, and a few others were homeless really together at the time. So we, we bounce around to different places and, Dang. um, and couch surf and what, do, do whatever we could. And, and that was a really special time, but we would do these prayer walks and we would walk in the Hills, uh, in, in a particular neighborhood. And, and we would literally just, we'd make a list of all the things that were going on in life that we wanted prayer for. Uh, and then we would just walk and pray out loud over those things uh, wow. and make declarations over our futures and over each other. Hmm. And then we'd stop and listen uh, and see what we were hearing, if anything. Um, so cool. And those were, yeah, those were really rich times. And and uh, over time, you know, we'd, we'd get to celebrate. And there were times, man, where uh, we'd, we'd make a list and then we of things that felt like impossible situations. And then uh, we were doing, um, say, like on Tuesdays, I don't remember what it was exactly. Uh, but by the time we'd get there the next Tuesday, we'd look back at that list and be like, oh my gosh, that was solved by like the weekend. We didn't even, Dang. it was like, it was like a whole new list. Yeah. Um, and so it really was like, I think the community of it and then having that celebration. Um, mm. And those, those walks were life. Uh, and, and we still do those every once in a while, although uh, both of us are extremely busy now. Um, and uh, we still try to get them in. You know, once every quarter, maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> or we'll mm-hmm. do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, doors just began opening, um, and uh, opportunities were small at first. They were. It was um, my very first opportunity was uh, my friend Jordan Owen. He's a, he's a director here in LA. Uh, invited me to set one day. He said, "Hey, I got I I, would, I can pay you fifty dollars to drive downtown and get a printer, and then bring it to set." And so I did that and I, and, uh, I, I came back and it was a, uh, it was a big music video set from an artist that we all know. And I'd never actually seen a, a set before. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I was really, really excited about that. And, um, and I, I dropped off the printer and, and said, well, what do I do now? And, uh, the general tone was, well, now get out of here, <laughs> scram. Leave. I said, well, you guys pay me 50 bucks. Like I'm here for the day. You know, I want what- some craft services, man. Yeah. Well, listen, I didn't know craft services was a, was a thing. I was like, they feed you too? Like it's <laughs> snacks? Yeah. I was like, I, I, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, so one day turned into two, turned into a relationship and turned into a lot of learning. Uh, and that's the, that's the craft side of things. I learned the craft. Um, it's probably a less interesting conversation to anybody listening of like what skills I picked up along the way. I think what's probably more interesting, if I'm honest, is the... Um, the inner work and the, uh, like who I, who I became in that process and what mm-hmm. were some of the core tenets that, that quite frankly, I still like live into today mm-hmm. that has been principles. Yeah. Give uh, us, for give us, give us so, one of those. If, if you were to, if I was just to put you on the spot and say, what, what are one of those, what would that be? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I'll pick a, I'll pick a favorite. Um, I don't work for a living anymore uh, is there's, there's a, um, there's a couple of verses, I think Joel and then in the new Testament somewhere, this is, this is how, you know, you're not talking to a pastor. He's like, <laughs> I, I know no addresses. Um, it says that the just are like just the, quoting, the, quoting scripture from verse, from, from chapters and verses that don't even exist, you know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not going to take those risks. Um, I was like, I'm going to take the bait for a joke. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Don't do it, Chris. Don't do it. Yeah. That's how that works. Um, and, uh, it, it says, you know, it's like talking about the just will live by faith. And, mm-hmm. um, 
and and that could be taken probably in lots of different contexts. But for me, there was there was a particular one where it's like you read something and you've heard it and, and everything, and there was all of a sudden it it stood out to me in a different way because I was trying to figure out how to make a living, and um, and it goes the just will live by faith, and I was like, okay, well that's that's adorable. Thanks a lot. What does this mean? And um, and really, uh, if I unfold that, is uh, is it began to go like if if I if I don't make a living, if I don't work for a living, then why do I work? Mm-hmm. And then I realized that work is a blessed experience. Work is fruitful. Work is uh, amazing. And it's, it's really lovely. Um, and, uh, and that pivoted some things for me. It's like, okay, well then, uh, financially specifically what happens is, um, we have a, there's a great quote that I love and it says, I, I, I don't give because I have, I have because I give. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's like, well, why do I work? And it's like, for the for the money and element of it is, I work for uh, seed to sow. So mm. the, the the living that I was making, the money that I was making, I was uh, I began being generous with. Mm-hmm. And this is, this feels really vulnerable to share, especially publicly. But mm-hmm. I, I just started being generous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of that had to do with my coaching because he's like, well, who do you want to be? And not what do you want to do? Not what do you want to have? It was really like what what do you want to be? And I said, well, I want to be a generous person. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's interesting to do when you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so right. I started, uh, I just chose that I was going to be a generous person. I started mm-hmm. giving and mm-hmm. lo and behold, um, some things started shifting and, and changing. And I would say, so uh, yes, for one of the core principles, I, I think the one of the core principles is I don't give because I have, I have because I give. Mm-hmm. And that's not just money. That's opportunity. That's mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I think, in, in a lot of ways, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one I have because I ask. I'm like, God, please help. Mm-hmm. Help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's one of those is is um, that I don't live, that I don't work for a living. I, uh, I, I really do work for seed to sow mm. and uh, keeps things honest for me. Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome. And generosity man it's um it plays such a massive role like it, it's crazy because like anyone can be generous right whether you're a believer sure. or you're not a believer you can be generous but yeah. there's something about the generous christian um like you said in every area of our life that uh like unlocks something um yeah. in our life right and and not to be like mr prosperity gospel guy because that's not the way that i mean it but i think there is something about the world of the generous getting larger and larger yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, really, it's, it's really like true. that cliche thing to say, but it's like it is an unignorable principle in the scriptures that when you put that to work uh, with a right motive, like the the return is is pretty shocking. At least I've found in my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have, too. And, and there's a um, there's a, a, a really good article that that has helped me a lot, actually. That's on it's on our our website, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh Go to it if you're, if you're mm-hmm. listening to this. But one of the things on there is um, that I've really loved is uh, Jason, who's the the CEO and uh, probably the main driving creative force in the firm, mm-hmm. uh, at least uh, for this one specifically, mm-hmm. was he created a um, – there was an article, and in that article, uh, he created like an, an acronym uh, mm-hmm. for generosity, mm-hmm. and it was uh, ROCKETS. And so the, the – can, can I share what? Yeah, go for what it. That it's like. Yeah. Wh- how do you? How are you generous? And you can go check that. Check out the article. But it's, um, 
It stands for uh, generous in your relationships, your opportunities. Uh, mm. C is for cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the tough one. Your cash. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes that's a, it's a, it mm. depends on where you're at. I think mm-hmm. is sometimes mm-hmm. it's easy to just give money to a thing, but then not have to create opportunities or relationship mm. with people. Right. And, so true. And so I think they change. I think that the challenge shifts for people as different things become uh, available to them. So mm-hmm. it might be really easy to be uh, generous with a relationship, but hard to let go of money. And then uh, eventually uh, that as as you work up into different echelons mm-hmm. of <laughs> uh, and hierarchies of, of work and things like that, it could be easy to give cash away uh, and and really stingy with relationships. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. and true. I think this is why I like this. Uh, the acronym is because um, it gives me a, a pulse on where I'm at at any point in time. So uh, mm-hmm. if, if R is relationships, O is opportunities, C is cash, uh, K is knowledge, E is energy, time is T, and then skills. So mm. relationships, opportunities, cash, knowledge, energy, time, and skills. It's really um, good. And you can be generous with any one of those things at any point in time, and you can be stingy with any one of those at any point in time. So uh, his article on that is on novus.global on the website. And it's uh, it really was a, a shift for me. Mm-hmm. In ter- I, I think it's kind of an old article, um, or at least it's an old principle that I learned from him a long time ago. And I really that's great. have enjoyed that. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Generosity, that's a, I love that's a that. principle. Um, I want to get to some of the Nova stuff in a second. Yeah. Um, before we do that, I'm going to shut this door because someone's showing up here and... I just don't want it to be loud. Hang on one second. Well, I'll entertain people in the meantime uh, with some jokes that I've learned recently. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, no. Oh, well, I was just about. I was just about to tell some jokes. I, I, <laughs> in the meantime, exactly. I'm so glad you're back because this is I now you didn't have any. This is your moment. Your moment to be the comedian. Um, okay, so I want to get there in a second because you do coach. Um, a lot of high performers, um, yeah, very successful people, um, people that if we said their names, they everybody would know them. And I, I don't say that to like, you know, kind of try and like tease. I, I, I mean it in a sense of like there are a wide variety of coaches uh, these sure. days, and I want to talk about that in a second. But before we get to that, let's talk about some spiritual stuff. So, uh, yeah. one of the things that I love about you and and that I'm, I've actually been very aware since you and I met, it's probably been four years ago or so. Every time we've talked, um, most of the time it's about things like business. Um, mm-hmm. You always bring it back and always help me come back, which is funny because I'm the pastor. Thanks, man. I'm the <laughs> pastor. And you're always helping me come back to like, what does God want? What is God saying? Um, which I love. So here's a couple things I've noticed about you, and then I just want you to talk. Here's some things I've noticed about you, Chris. Um, <laughs> but number one, there, there's, feels there's vulnerable. There, yeah, there's, go ahead. There's, go for there's, it. <laughs> there's that I've gleaned, that I've learned from you. There's a, there's a, there's not a part of your life that you do not allow God to completely infiltrate. So when it comes to your business, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to the city you're going to live in, you are one of these people mm. that doesn't just. Um, like say you talk to God, you really do like listen for God's direction mm. and then move at that. So, and, and, and here's a connection that I'm even just making talking about this. What that has done is it's made you confident in who God has made you. 
and where God has brought you and yeah. and and sort of the the success or the the environments that he's put you in. So even recently we were talking and it was sort of like you found yourself in this situation that was like, oh my gosh, this is like that situation that I always dreamed I would be in. And then you kind of were like, but I kind of always knew I'd be here. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> here's here's like the next version of what that will look like to go to the next level. And it wasn't out of like arrogance. It wasn't out of like weird ambition. The sense that I got was it was out of a like deep understanding of who God has called you to be and what God has called you to do. Um, talk to me about what that uh-huh. journey has been like to um, – really walk with God and, and ask the questions and follow his leading. And how has that like made you more confident in like doing the work that, that you do? Yeah. Those are, thank you for saying all that. That's, uh, um, I'll receive it is, is a (laughs) term that we say a lot. I receive Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It was hard. It's hard to receive, uh, or it's, it's challenging. Yeah. A lot of people will, will take, um, such kind words. They'll, they'll, and so I, I'll just, I'll honor your, your compliments. Thank you. You'll honor my honor, honor my honor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, so t- taking the questions a little more one at a time is like, what's that, what's that been like? I think it's been like, uh, I think it's been a very normal journey as anybody else that lots, lots of ups and downs mm-hmm. and challenges and wins and losses and swings and misses. And I think there was a, um, there was a, a thing that, that, um, gosh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was like Mike Bickle years ago from, mm-hmm. from IHOP. I was listening mm-hmm. to a podcast and I don't know, I, I don't want to miscredit. Um, but somebody somewhere said, uh, if you put yourself there, you have to keep yourself there. Mm. And what they were talking about in the context was, um, promotion and, uh, and, prestige or, or whatever it was like income. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you, if you put yourself there solely by yourself, Mm -hmm. then you, then you keep yourself there. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that, uh, that statement felt like, like burnout immediate, like loss of energy Mm -hmm. from me. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and then the, the, the subsequent statement was if God puts you there, then he keeps you there. Or he mm-hmm. doesn't, right? And yeah, and that's and um and now like any any one of those statements could be you know can be uh, weaponized against against ones for you know it's mm-hmm. like I could be like well not my responsibility now yeah <laughs> you know yeah um not and, and so so here here the heart in that is uh, is that uh, while I was working really really hard and while I was uh, praying hard and while I was mm-hmm. um, just trying to fumble my way through it's like what what's it been like. It, it has been the ups and downs. And I think it's made the ups, um, instead of the fruit of, of a, of a really good win feeling like, uh, arrogance and entitlement. I, I think every time I get a really good win based on that, it, it fuels, uh, humility and gratitude hmm. rather than, mm-hmm. um, than the opposite. Mm-hmm. And every time that there's a loss, which there has been many, <laughs> uh, a, a perceived loss, um, filtered through the like uh like i'm good uh it has it has eased the blow um mm-hmm. of of being anxious or uh any of that so like the, the the fear has it's not been absent but it has been muted i will mm-hmm. say 
mm-hmm. um, and just time over time over time over time of of seeing the the other side, I think has has given me. And then you said uh, something about like how does that make me more confident? I said, well, um, I'm confident in uh, I think in who I think it, it's an interesting question. I think confidence is a lag indicator of courage. People oftentimes say they want more confidence. Well, confidence comes from doing something or knowing. And uh, as they say in Texas, like getting some skins on the wall, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, I, I think, I think, that, but... <laughs> I think it's like TDJ, like something that TD Jakes has always said is like, you get, you gain confidence by going out and, and killing something and bringing it home to eat. You know, like you, you accomplish something. You have the yeah. courage to go do something, which then makes you more confident to do it again, right? Yeah. Well, it, and and there's the opposite of that as well, which is it comes from doing something and falling so flat on your face mm-hmm. that and and failing so miserably uh, and sometimes publicly mm-hmm. that uh, the getting back up again and going again and doing it again, uh, confidence can come from there as well because you're you really are like swing and a miss and mm-hmm. that's okay and swinging a hit's great i mean that'll that'll yep that'll boost you as well but mm-hmm. really what we're talking about is especially somebody listening who's like uh like an entrepreneur or like wondering if that's like ah, i want more confidence to xyz it's like cool uh you, you probably don't need confidence yet <laughs> what you probably need is courage and it's a thing that i learned in the firm uh from john roberts who's one of the coaches one of the partners at the firm is the difference between confidence and courage and how confidence often comes after courage, but it's the courage that uh, the confidence that people are looking for is on the other side of courage. Mm. And so that principle is probably another principle that I uh, adhere to regularly in stepping out and, and taking some risks and finding the, um, finding out really what I'm capable of Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. and what I'm not capable of. Right. Uh, But at least we're going to go after and try it. So (laughs) no, that's awesome. These are, some things I've learned. Some things, some things you've learned along the way. That's uh, that's amazing, man. Um, so switching gears a bit to you know what you do now. Talk to me about the difference between and you and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, the you know you hear like executive coach. Oftentimes, like the executive coach or the life coach is really mixed up now. Nowadays, anyone sure. with an Instagram account. Uh, and you know, some, some quotes from a book they read can be a, a coach, a life coach. Sure. Um, yeah. what you guys do is very different than that. Um, you guys work with executives, you work with executive teams, maybe just talk about like the difference between, I don't know, give us just like a, like a quick overview of like, what does Novus do? Um, what's the perspective that you guys bring to the table and like, yeah, man, just talk about the differences there. Yeah, I and I want to. I always want to be careful talking about this because they're because uh, people can hear it through the lens of good, bad, right, wrong, mm-hmm. better, worse, mm-hmm. and and I really want to. I, I want to uh, talk about it with a ton of honor on every side because there's there's uh, I'm sure there's wrong ways to do it, but mm-hmm. you probably know what he's nobody uh, that's committed to doing a wrong is listening to this podcast. So right, right. Uh, we so hope like, not. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I really want to. I, I want to uh, speak about it. People who are doing it differently than me, 
uh, honorably and and so or differently than us. And so I will, but I, I think some of the key differences between what we do at Novus and what um, what I've even done in the past, or a lot of us have done in the past before joining the firm, and what uh, no doubt people are out there doing now, is uh, doing it in a tribe or in a team uh, and in a company. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of um, life coaches, executive coaches uh, who are uh, out there on their own, doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe there's, uh, you know, maybe they have an assistant or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but uh, most of the people that I meet that are doing this uh, outside of our ecosystem are, are really out there on, on, on their own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and pros and cons, <laughs> you know, the, the pro is uh, you keep all your money. Uh, the pro right. is no one tells you what to do. You don't have to submit to any culture. Uh, you don't have to su- submit to any leadership. Um, lots of independence. You're, you're saying things that entrepreneurs don't like to hear, words like submit yeah. and leadership that is beyond, uh, uh, which that I feel like that's going to take us down a whole different whole different rabbit trail. But, yeah, well, we can talk about mutual submission and uh, and, the, and its opposite if we, right. if we want right. to do that. Right. Hey, listen, entrepreneurs uh it's like yeah we don't want to submit to anybody else well um you you can live like that and and i and there's prices and payoffs to everything mm-hmm. and part of what we do is i don't i don't mind i don't mind submitting uh when there's when there's vision in place that's really beautiful mm-hmm. and um and as a matter of fact i was i was talking to jason our the founder and ceo the other day about uh submission and he's like you know and he's like I, I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm a very much, I'm like a rogue, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a little different. And, um, and, and that's probably how I get in my own way, to be honest. But, um, I, I was sharing with him, like, you, you know, Jay submission around here is not the way that we think about it in the world. I mean, there's a, I don't know what, this is me not knowing my Bible again, but it's the, uh, submit to one another. It's mm-hmm. usually talked about in submit marriage. Submit yourself to one another. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And submit it's that's, there's not a chapter break there. It goes like submit to one another. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, what's interesting is it's like, what's the opposite. If I'm not submitting, that means that I'm trying to dominate over uh, either I'm coming under or I'm above. And what's really beautiful about a team of people who are mutually submitting in different ways and in different spaces and, and having uh, honest dialogue about when is appropriate to submit to one another, uh, in leadership. Mm-hmm. That will, that's everybody coming underneath uh, one another. And that's what creates rise in an organization. That's what mm-hmm. creates rise in a family, I, I think, uh, in a marriage. And, and if we're constantly trying to be above one another and, and one up and, and, and not in a, like a healthy competition way, but trying to uh, dominate, that means mm-hmm. that all we're doing is it's a race to the bottom. We're trying to, to mm-hmm. get above rather than support. Mm-hmm. And I feel incredibly supported by a community of coaches and uh, support teams and staff and the whole the whole thing. And so, what's I think different about us is that we are a team of of coaches, a team of uh, like the operations side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there really is a it's a team, mm-hmm. and so we'll go into uh, corporate a lot of times, and we'll actually be a team working with their teams rather mm-hmm. than just an individual working with teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's some side benefits of that, which is uh, that I can touch way more lives right. together than I ever could alone. So so I'll create a, a contract that that has uh, you know ten twelve people in it, 
uh, where that would be a full practice for me. I'm, I'm done. I'm tapped out. Well, now mm -hmm. I can go create uh, five or 10 of those mm -hmm. and touch, you know, hundreds of people. And rather than just me alone, uh, because mm -hmm. of you know, the other coaches that, that are, are coming into support. So that's a little bit of the difference I, and in, in probably in logistics and setup. Uh, and then there might be some, some differences in philosophies and things like that. I think if anybody's interested in that, that's probably a longer and deeper mm -hmm. conversation mm -hmm. that uh, yep. any one of the coaches would be happy to have. <laughs> so. yep. Well, I think um, just on that point of submission, you know, one thing that we talk a lot about on the podcast is especially in, in today's world, 2022, this idea of like the domineering, entrepreneur who's mm -hmm. like yeah. just just you know takes over wins builds at all costs like that that kind of like the, the idea of a, of a christian being an entrepreneur is is really kind of just like who am i serving whether that's through a product <laughs> yeah. whether that's through a service which is kind of at the end of the day is submission i mean if your business is going to be successful it has to serve the needs of somebody else that's right yeah <laughs> and and it's it's really easy as a business owner we talk a lot about this about that idea of like the founder most of the time if you're going to if you're going to start a company you're very headstrong you have a very strong opinion on like why the product you're building is really needed but oftentimes yeah. that keeps us from actually like hearing the customer and and what they want and they need and kind of remembering like ah oh, no okay like my job is actually to serve you and either through the product or service that I'm giving like make your life better so in a way it's kind of all submission yeah anyway right yeah i mean yeah at some point you're, you're we're all choosing what we submit to mm -hmm. uh it's just a matter of uh choosing things that that are actually aligned with where we want to go and what's going to yep. get us uh get us there and and yeah i think that i think that's true i think you're always submitting even if it's clients customers um mm -hmm. uh, employees employers all of that mm -hmm. uh there's there's submission in places <laughs> yeah so, yeah, uh, I okay. I think submission is beautiful when it's done uh, as a choice, right? An intentional choice based in vision for where you want to go and what you want to build together. Uh, that's that's what I think is just that's mm -hmm. where the lightning is. Yeah, that's where the fireworks. Yeah, are. that's so true. Okay, so give us some like um, give us some trade secrets. Give us some some stories. These folks that you coach. So you're around a lot sure. of very very successful people. Um, you you coach these people you're in um you know very like uh, across all kinds of spheres whether that's entertainment whether that's business business and entertainment even ministry you've kind of run the gamut of yep. of people sports, who are sports a little bit who are our firm. yeah yeah high performers um high achievers give me if you were to give me like a couple traits a couple of things that you notice yeah. about these folks um what are they? And then on the flip side, give me a couple of the, I don't know, like internal shadow side or struggles that you <laughs> kind of see again, without giving away anything specific, but sure. like, uh, like, like, I don't know, like, uh, weigh one of those against one another. Yeah. I, that's, uh, thanks for teeing that up. That's a, that's a pretty easy question. Uh, the more curious, the more successful I found. And that's, that's, a, it's a, platitude answer uh, mm -hmm. that I'd invite people to, as a hear it to really get uh, to open up with uh, to hear and to listen to and, and go, huh, what does that even mean? Um, insofar as the, the, the more successful person that I've people that I, that I get to encounter um, 
executive level CEOs, uh, people who even who are even the uh, board members and, and chair people above those CEOs who put mm-hmm. them in place a lot of times or keep them in place. Um, the humility factor is uh, is really something special. And so um, what I mean by that is coachability, uh, being willing to be wrong. Mm. This is the game changer is being willing to be wrong and every mm-hmm. you know it's it's so interesting people oh i'm totally willing to be wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. um uh it's really hard sure. to practice <laughs> would you be willing to be wrong about how willing to be wrong you are <laughs> right and uh and that's where it gets really fun so uh i think the the primary thing for like what is what are some of the things that i that i just noticed time and time again is a is an open curiosity around uh, what we don't know, we don't know, and uh, and I was I was talking to a leader uh, maybe a few weeks ago who was committed to being right. Uh, they were absolutely right about a certain topic, and and I mean like, and I was like, "Are you?" At, he was like, "What do, what do we do when I'm when I know I'm right?" I said, <laughs> "That's the time. That is the time where you." Uh, where you entertain this the most, where you go, where mm. might I be, even if you're not wrong, where might I be incomplete? And what new data opens up? And by the way, you might be right. And uh, what new data opens up when you just assume that you're wrong mm-hmm. and see how you might be wrong. And what ends up happening is you get a lot better, more robust, cleaner answer. Even if you come all the way back around to the same outcome, there's a confidence that builds because of because you know you did your due diligence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the flip side of that is a uh, commitment to being right uh, and a commitment to being in control. Um, those are those are are two things that I think will keep keep people from the life that they are capable of living. Mm-hmm. Is uh, and there's more. Um, as a matter of fact, there's there's a uh, we we put out a weekly podcast as well, and there's a bonus episode that talks about the things that are that get in people's way mm. uh, that Jason gave. Uh, we'll link to we'll link being to that right. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being right and being in control are two of four. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's two more that are actually uh, that really get in the way of people living into their best life and exploring what they're capable of, and and then putting action steps in place to go test to see what they're mm. capable of. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the job of a coach. So when we're working with people in and out, uh, week to week, mm-hmm. we're, we're looking for those places where people might be getting in their own way and, and then violating them. I, one of my, one of my favorite quotes that my mentor, one of my mentors says is, uh, the truth will set you free right after it violates your flattering self-image. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that true. Is, that's so and true. That is coaching 101. Mm-hmm. That's that's um that's coaching 101 for us. It's, it's how, like, yep. Okay, so how does somebody um like how do you when you're in a let's say a coaching session with somebody and this is a, this would be kind of like my last my last question. How, sure. Like, that truth will set you free. Um that's in all things. How do how do people like man, how do people stare that down like like some of these mm-hmm. folks that you're coaching like how do you help them get to the place where they're they need to recognize a truth or they need to recognize something or they need to realize man i'm i'm wrong in this um 
Like, what's the process for for making that get, getting to that place? It's magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's what's the process for getting there is a, a lot of times we'll look at results. And so, for even for somebody listening, my guess is that you have uh, people listening to this who are who want very specific results mm-hmm. and, and um, or they would love to and they and they, but they're like dream results. They occur to them. They feel impossible. And now are they impossible? Well, uh, maybe, but what I would love to know is, are they actually testing to see if they are or not? So a lot of times people come in and they'll, they'll say what they want and they'll, it'll feel impossible. And we'll ask them what feels impossible. And, uh, I say, well, has anybody else ever done that? And the answer is, well, yeah, of course other people. Mm -hmm. But so really what they're asking is, is that possible for me? And then we start to dig into the reasons of like, why do you think it's not possible for you? Well, and then, and then they go off. <laughs> There's all mm-hmm. kinds of reasons. And then we say, would you be willing to be wrong about your limitations on what all of these reasons are that you think that you, that this thing that you say you want is not available to you. And then we get really curious about what our judgments of ourselves, about others, about money, about our industry, what are all of our judgments that uh, we can soften into uh, assessments mm-hmm. and judgment means final. It means that there's mm-hmm. no room for possibility. And so what we really do is, is identify where all of the judgments are. These, these judgments are, are lurking under the surface for almost everybody. They don't mm-hmm. know that they even have them until we start to really slow down and look, what are the judgments? And I'll even make people make people, I'll ask people to write them down. You know, what are your judgments of yourself? Mm-hmm. What are your judgments of other people, of the, of the industry, of your, uh, what's possible for you? And now let's go to work to see if we can prove those wrong. And when we get really curious about our judgments or limitations, I guess, if you will, that's when magic happens. And so I don't know if that necessarily answered your question, but it was uh, the best I had. That's great. Okay. So I lied. Last rapid fire question. Rapid fire question. Start it it with a lie and end it with a lie. Start with a lie and end with a lie. Um, One of the big things we always talk about is that, you know, in today's world, there's no excuse not to learn. Uh, Every piece of information we need is at our fingertips most of the time for free. Yeah. Um, So we're, we're all about challenging people like learn, go figure it out, you know, scour the internet till you find the answer. What is something that, you know, someone is an entrepreneur, maybe they've got a job and they got a side hustle and maybe they just start, whatever it might be. What's like one thing that they should read, listen to, like, like, like what's one thing? Like, give me something that has been a valuable resource for you that you would say. The Kings and Priests podcast. (laughs) I said something helpful. Helpful. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, Man, that is, that's like choose your favorite child. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not like that, but Mm -hmm. you you can do that because you only have one so far. Exactly. Um, Let's see. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take your question and I'm going to transform it into the question that I want to answer. Okay. Perfect. Classic. And that is classic. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is totally. Um, And this is, uh, there's lots of ways to be successful. I, I am, and I can, I can only share results, but mm-hmm. I say, get yourself a coach. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, get yourself a coach, somebody who's committed to uh, not being impressed with you and uh, helping you transform your life, your business, your work, your family into what it is possible or what's possible, what you're capable of. Um, and, and, and I don't like do that with Novus, do it with somebody else. Like just uh, find mm-hmm. a third party who knows what they're doing. 
who can hold up a mirror to you and uh, create really, really powerful results. That, I mean, I, I was literally, I, my first coaching conversation ever um, was because I was in such a painful place in a mm -hmm. lot of ways, mm -hmm. financially, primarily. And, um, and I, I, I called the coach and he was so much money. Uh, my, my rent at the time after I was homeless, my rent at the time was six fifty, Uh, and he was like, I'll work for you. I'll work with you at half price for six months. It was seven fifty a month. And, mm -hmm. um, and so my first call with him is, is like, man, I just paid rent and I just paid you. And in 30 days, I have no idea how I'm going to pay either, mm -hmm. let alone my car bill, my life, my, you know, the whole mm -hmm. thing. And, um, and uh, long story short, fast forward to a year later, I had a multi-million dollar company, was mm -hmm. winning awards, doing crazy things that I'd never thought I'd be doing, living in New York City and Los Angeles, uh, had spent a few months uh, abroad, uh, was making movies, doing things. Like, it was the the night and day shift was specifically because I there was a very clear, uh, if there was a very clear before Christ and after Christ, there was a very clear before coaching and after coaching for me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, as a second um, it was like the activator or the additive mm -hmm. uh, that really spiked uh, my faith. It was like, what am I, what am I missing here? Yeah. And um, so Phenomenal. That's, that's the question I want to answer. I, and I can't, there's, there's, there's free ways to do that. Like you, like you talked about yeah. all the way up through, and there's all the way up through, there's luxury ways to, to, mm -hmm. to yeah. invest in yourself. But my goodness, work to find out how you were getting in your own way. Mm -hmm. um, and that will, That'll shift everything. That'll change everything. Mm -hmm. Not I, only for you, but for everybody else. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. One of my one of my mentors in business um, tells the story of you know it was two thousand eight. He had basically lost seventy five percent of his net worth in the yeah. uh, market crash. He had been building high rise towers in Vegas, and it was an absolute nightmare. Right around the yep. same time, he was um, going through a divorce, and um, he was depressed, didn't know what he was going to do. And uh, one of his buddies said, hey, I'm going to, you need to go. And he booked him a weekend. I, I don't know if it was a week or a weekend with Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. and, and I don't, you know, like I'm, I'm not, I, I, I can't say, I don't have necessarily an opinion either way, but it was sure. a, it was $100,000 and, and uh, for a week with Tony Robbins at his house. And to this day, that guy spends a week there every year and it is the he said it's an investment that he hates to make every single year. But it's the investment that 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 is. So all that to say, there are there well, are man. The, I'll do it for half price. I was I was going to so. say there are the highest <laughs> levels of doing that. And but it's it's true. You know, every everyone at every level has a sacrificial thing that they can do to yeah. um, really get in a place where they can, like you said, have someone that doesn't does not impress with them that can tell them the truth they need to hear and really help them um, move forward. So. Chris North, you're the best yeah. man. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thank you. You all love you. you. Thanks for the invite. I wish yeah, we could have done it in person, but I know. You know how it you goes. know. I, I got folks waiting right outside of this room right now, trying to get in to steal to, to get the furniture that I'm sitting on. So, <laughs> you know, oh. I I uh, what can I say, dude? I love you. Thank you. Um, we'll link to all your stuff in the show notes, socials, website, all that kind it. of stuff, and um, podcast and and all that, man. Really appreciate you. I appreciate being here. Thanks for listening if you've made it all the way to the end. Yes. <laughs> all right, brother. Talk awesome. to you soon. Thanks, Mike. We'll see you. Yeah. All right. Bye.